I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The 11 to 1 Show. It's the moment that fans have been waiting for at last. New music from the biggest band in the world. I'm going to be giving you a taster of that right after Whitney Houston on 11 to 1. Oh, we love a bit of dancing on a Friday. Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. Kicking the show off today. Hope you're keeping well. 086-1800-658 if you'd like to get in touch. And it's finally happened. I think fans have been waiting for this for quite some time. It's a brand new track. It's called Atomic City. It's by U2. It's released today and it was, uh, I think it's fairly cracking. I'm going to give you a little taster of it in a second but they say it's a three and a half minute homage to the magnetic spirit of 70s post-punk with a nod to Blondie whose pioneering work with Giorgio Morodo uh, inspired and influenced the band. Bono says it's a love song to our audience. Where you are is where I'll be. So Atomic City, by the way, is the 1950s nickname for Las Vegas from a time when uh, nuclear fascination I suppose swept the nation and the city promoted itself as a centre of atomic tourism and of course you two are going to be kicking off their 25 date run of show, shows uh, at the world's biggest rock band launch at the world's brand new state of the art venue in the sphere in Las Vegas so what does it sound like I have to say I'm really loving this this is you two Atomic City There's a lot to unpack. You two, Atomic City, it is out today, available as digital single and also in the standard ways as well. And it's going to be on vinyl as well in limited edition. So there you go. Kicking off their Las Vegas shows. And I'm loving that. You two, Atomic City. Don't know if there's going to be an album. Just putting that out there. But there you go. There is some new music. So we can't be on LMFM's 11 to 1. Angela's been on. I think she was expecting more from the U2 song. She says, I can't stand Bono when you do. And the chorus in that song sounds like something I heard years ago. Call me or something similar. Complete poser. Now look at I was sort of expe- expecting a big sort of anthemy chorus. And I think the chorus in that song is a slight letdown, I will say. So I know kind of where, where you're coming from with it. And there's kind of a lot to unpack in the song. But I still think it's good. I still think it's good. And I think it's um, something that uh, will, you know, I think maybe on a couple of listens, Angela. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, something I think you will love is this week's Friday Floor Filler song. Fionn is back with another Friday Floor Filler song and he has a clue for you. Plus, we've got music from Lewis Capaldi on the way. The 11 to 1 show.
We've had a couple of calls in about two dogs running around the Bryanstown area in Drogheda. There's one black uh, husky with white spots on it and another white sheep dog that are running around the area. If there's anyone missing the dogs that match that description, they are in the Bryanstown area. Now, we don't have number. I don't think anyone's taken in these dogs, but just so you know that they are actually running around there, causing a bit of mayhem in Bryanstown area. Now, back to the music. Here's Lewis Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi wish you the best in LMFM's 11 to 1 oh it's been a long week we need to shake off the stress how do we do that? Friday Floor Filler on 11 to 1 Yes, Fionn has gone back into the archives to bring you another Friday Floor Filler song to bop around the place after 12. But to whet the appetite, he has some clues for us. Here he is. Hey Sinead, yes, we're back again with another Friday Floor Filler. I've got a bit of help this week from our departing news reporter, Marco Driscoll, who's picked an absolute banger as a farewell gift. We've taken the song, we've reversed it, and all you have to do is guess what the song title and the artist is. Here's the snippet in reverse. Oh, quite tough this week. I think the name of the artist will trip up a few people. Here's the snippet again. So if you think you know what our Friday floor filler is this week, text, WhatsApp or voice note into Sinead with your answers. Best of luck. Oh, I do know the the other way round of this song. I'm actually humming it right now. If you have that in your head, by the way, and you just don't know the name of the song, you can WhatsApp voice note me in you humming it. I would love that as well. 086-1800-658. And what a cracking song that Mark O'Driscoll has picked uh, to d- leave us with. He is going to be leaving LMFM after today. We're going to miss him so much. And he is quite the dancer and loves an L dance uh, on, a da- on a dance floor. So I can see why he's picked that song. But do you know the name of the artist and the name of that song? Even if you want to hum it to me on WhatsApp, I'd love that as well. There's a Keep Cup up for grabs. LMFM Keep Cup 086 1800 658. There's One Direction with Little Things. Joanne is straight in with the Friday Floor Filler song Fair Play to You. Keep those coming in to me. Now a remarkable journey of endurance as Meath man Dave Tyrrell is making his way running to Donegal from Navan. We're going to find out more about this next. The 11 to 1 show. Yesterday morning, he embarked on a remarkable journey of endurance. Meath man Dave Tyrrell left his hometown of Navan to run an astonishing 250 kilometres to Donegal in just 48 hours. He's doing this to raise much needed funds for So South Ireland and Meath River Rescue. Dave has had his fair share of battles with mental health issues and he is doing this to encourage people to speak up about depression or anxiety. I caught up with Dave earlier this week where he bravely shared his story. Just to warn you in advance there are references to drug abuse and suicide in this interview if anyone is affected by the issues you can call 1-800-901-909 that's 1-800-901-909 or sosadireland.ie I started off by asking Dave how he was feeling ahead of the run yeah no I'm feeling good I'm I'm itching to get going now Um, I got all the hard work is done so, yeah, just kind of, I'd done the 60-kilometer run around the track in Claremont uh, a couple of weeks ago, and ever since then, 
I've just been tapered back uh, my training just kind mm. of doing like a few 5k's and 10k's and yeah I think the body is just the body's getting more tired now I think because I'm not doing the long run training every week but I think the body's just ready to go and I'm ready to go the anxiety levels are very high but um, I think it's just kind of nerves and excitement all mixed together so of yeah. course you are very fit very capable you've completed marathons you've done all sorts of endurance races in uh, in your time yeah well I've, I've done the Dublin Marathon in 2017 we um, we done that for Mead River Rescue back then um, and I've just kind of been it was kind of only April this year where I decided that um, that we do something crazy and <laughs> it, it, that's kind of how I am I'm, I'm all or nothing you know it's, yeah. it's, I don't do anything kind of in small doses it has to be it has to be up there so we went hiking to Donegal uh, around Easter time and there's a group of us went up and we just loved it that much that myself and my girlfriend Arlene we went back the following week and we liked it more the following week and then we've been up there five times since and so I just it was kind of then that we, I just kind of said wouldn't it be crazy to, to run to Donegal and try to raise some money for, for so sad and need River Rescue and it was just kind of an idea that I had yeah uh, back back in April or so but it was, I'm kind of still pinching myself that it's like happening happening you know it, yeah. it's upon us now already so it, it is upon you it is upon you but you know something that I find about exercise and just kind of getting out and moving the body I mean like whilst the benefits physically are you know fantastic but for physically like but in terms of your mind I think are tenfold like I could be just in the most horrendous mood and then like if I go to an exercise class or if I go out for a run or something I'm back home a completely different person do you find that? Yeah 100% like I I, I do rely on um, I get counsel with Sotan every week so I, mm. I rely on that kind of um, offload of everything I'll be mind with them but during the week um, running the side, I just kind of use it as a therapy like yeah. I, I don't listen to any <clears throat> music or or any of that when I'm out on the roads it's just kind of me and my thoughts and it's kind of where I, I, I lose things off my mind or I kind of shed things off that I don't want to be there with me anymore Um and, and like you said, when you come back, then you you feel like there's, there's a whole weight off your off your mind, you know, and you're kind of refreshed and you're recharged and ready to go again. Oh, totally. So, um, and and I, I believe just, it um, was I believe it was your your lovely girlfriend Arlene who actually got you into the running in the first place. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so Navin AC um, do training up there every Tuesday and Thursdays, and she's she asked me for months and months to come up, and I kind of. I do suffer a little bit with social anxiety as well, so it was mm-hmm. kind of the thoughts of going up on the on the first the first training session into people that you don't know. Um, it's just it's just how my mind goes. We're, we're overthinking, you know. Yeah. So I, I got really anxious about that. And but look, I, I finally went up with her, and um, the first training session I did, everybody just was so nice up there, and um, it was a lovely little community. And I just kind of seeing how happy everybody was. On, on the Tuesday nights up there when we're all training so um, that kind of yeah I kind of took up the running more therapy then as well 
Yeah, because and, uh, it becomes it's once a good you time do it, to progress. Yeah, once you do it, you kind of you kind of get that nice buzz with, associated with it. You really do. You kind of get that that runner's high, absolutely. And yeah. you know, you, you mentioned there, you know, about social anxiety, about anxiety in, in general, depression, that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, I, I think you know a lot of people will be able to relate to to some extent. But you know, tell us a little bit about your experience if you feel comfortable sharing that. Yeah, no, of course. Um, well, look, it's, it's only. I've suffered with anxiety since I'm a kid mm. um, but it's only in, in my adulthood that I, I realised I had anxiety I just thought it was normal as a kid you know um, I didn't realise that it wasn't normal like that not everybody has what I have so it was only when I started kind of talking about it um, that, that, that I realised that it was, mm. it was a serious problem and it really affects me but over the whole course of that um, I was recreationally using cocaine and I was compulsive gambling to an extent where it just, it just completely messed with my brain it just, mm. the, the two things together went hand in hand for me and um, my anxiety got worse and um, I lost a friend of mine in the river in 2017 Derek Gallagher as well uh, when that happened I kind of everything just spurred out of control I, mean, I just felt like that my life was not worth living anymore, you know. Um, like I've, I've had a few breakdowns. I sat down with Arlene one morning. I was putting my boots on to go to work, and I just sat down and I, I broke down crying. And she asked what was wrong with me, and I, I, I'm a scaffolder by trade, and mm. I just said to her, "I feel like jumping off the scaffold today." You know that I don't want to be here. Um, you know what's what's the point of kind of living like this every day? So, like, I, this is just something that I battle with. Um, and I'm going to battle with for the rest of my life but it's just trying to just trying to keep on top of the things like the running and my counselling um, and just I, I love getting out into nature hiking and um, stuff like that like I'm a musician as well I used, I used to do gigs every weekend but the, the gigs just led to, to me staying out for two nights you know and not going home and yeah. So I completely knocked music on the head, which was something I loved, but it, it, I just can't be in that situation anymore. So I just had to take myself out of all the situations that were giving me anxiety and stress and depression. And um, yeah, and, and I just kind of had to put myself into doing things that, that wasn't giving me the same feelings, if you know what I mean. Totally, and and I I really admire you, you speaking so candidly to, to me about this. I mean, and also... I don't think people understand the the you know huge thing that it was for you to actually say those words to Arlene because so often when you're in the grips of depression and anxiety your mind can play tricks on you you know the the other little voice can say things to you that aren't true so for you to open up like that and to say those words to Arlene was a tremendous show of bravery uh, and courage and I I would say that was probably the turning point for you was it Dave? Yeah it was 100% like it was um like to, for me to feel like that and and to actually say that to her, because um, I, I know I know how much it affected her at the time as well, you know. Of course. Yeah. Um, but to, to tell her how I was feeling that that morning, like obviously she was so shocked about it, and but she had a good chat with me as well. She's like, a fantastic lady, and um, the support that I've had from her the whole way through, through this has just been amazing. Um, yeah, look, it was a shock for her, and. Um, 
she helped me out so much and she kind of just picked me back up again and, said, and just got me going again, you know. Because yeah. when, you, when you do fall into, when you do fall into that depth of, I, I just call it hell, mm. um, you know, you're living with demons on, on your head the whole time. When you fall in there, you just think that's so hard to get back out of it. You think that you'll never get back out of it. And, you know, a lot of people don't get back out of it. So I'm, I'm probably on the, on the lucky scale of it that I was able to kind of step away from there and see that there is kind of light at the end of the tunnel, you know. So Totally. And with, with my kind of uh, compulsive kind of uh, person that I am, mm. I running 250 kilometres, I thought it would be, well, look, this is going to be cool, you know. So <laughs> I, 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 I kind of focused on... They tried to focus on positive things that I could be doing in my life instead of uh, overthinking on negative things, you know. Totally. And I think as well, something that I wonder, do you do this? Because, you know, so often when we come through dark times like this, we want to get through it and, and maybe not think about it. And that's totally understandable. But I wonder, Dave, do you ever sort of think about how far you've come and celebrate how far you've come? Because... You know, if we were to talk to you a couple of years ago, you'd be yeah. a very different person. Do you ever celebrate where you are now? I, I, I don't really know. I kind of, uh, like this morning, I was sitting down at the kitchen table. I was having, I, I dropped Arlene into work and I was just sitting down having a coffee and I was just getting some food ready for, for the, the run. And uh, I just kind of said to myself, I'm, I'm going to Donegal <laughs> tomorrow, you know. I was like, and I kind of, had a little cry about it, and but I don't, re- yeah, I, I don't really kind of look at myself to see how far I've come. Mm. Um, like I'm, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I'm, I'm nowhere near perfect or any of that. Um, I've a lot of work still to do on myself. Um, and I probably have a lot of, of apologies to say to people as well. Like oh, over the years that, that I was in that state as well. Yeah. Like I pushed so many people away from me as well, and and. Because all you're thinking about is yourself, you know. You don't care about anybody else. Oh, it's such um, a it's such a selfish you think, you think, thing. You think the world is. is against you, you know. But yeah. like, it's always against you. Everybody's just trying to help you, mm-hmm. and um, I I didn't understand that, you know, at the, at the time. So I I do now, but. And yeah, look, all I'm, that'll I'm come, really, you know, all that'll come in time, and and the fact yeah. that you're admitting, and, and and part of it is is recognition as well, you know. So 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 that will come in time. I mean, this is, uh, you know, such a, a huge challenge to to not only give back to to so sad and to Mead River Rescue, two phenomenal organisations working yeah. to help people, you know, who are in just really awful situations. But you know, this is a personal challenge to yourself, uh, I think, and this is the culmination of an awful lot of hard work personally coming to fruition I feel with regards to this yeah oh look it's, it's I, I still can't believe I'm doing it to be honest um, like not so long ago, ago I, I found it hard to go out and do 10 kilometres you know and I just kind of week by week I was progressing the train and then all of a sudden I was there doing 60 kilometres so amazing it's kind of a bit surreal um, at the minute I, I don't think it's kind of hit me kind of if, if you know what yeah. I mean yeah um I'm kind of just living in a bubble, I think, at the minute. So, uh, yeah, well, it's kind of it's a weird feeling. It is. Well, it is a weird feeling because uh, tomorrow you are going to be yeah. starting this. Okay, so you have you're heading, as we say, from Navin. You're starting off from Navin uh, at twelve on on Thursday, heading off. And uh, are people joining you on the way? Is this completely solo? Will you have support teams and that kind of thing with you? 
Yeah, so we're actually leaving at 10 a.m. Sorry, uh, oh, 10 a.m. Thursday morning. Yeah, um, Brian Gallagher decided to add 23 kilometers onto the route, so the route. It was meant to be originally 227, so it's now 250. Oh, fair play to him. <laughs> so yeah, I know, yeah. But he's, him, himself and Jamie from the rescue, they're, they're cycling behind me. Brilliant. Um, the whole way, so they have sore bumps. <laughs> <laughs> they will. Uh, yeah. So, and then we have a meet with a rescue van as well. And there's loads of people. Um, my two sisters are actually bringing my daughter up to Donegal as well. So that's that alone for me is... is it's just going to be amazing having her there for, for the finish line um, but and a lot of the friends were all going up on Friday to stay for the weekend and they're going to drive back and meet me and, and run and cycle with me so oh, there's going to be people there kind of the whole way you know well that'll keep the motivation going as well now for somebody yeah. that doesn't like to have a podcast playlist or anything going on in the years as you're running what will you say to yourself will you have positive dialogue going on there internally as you're running uh, I don't like. I do find myself singing uh, jingle bells sometimes. You know, <laughs> running, and like that's just God on the truth. There's that much stuff going through. Like I find myself <laughs> yeah. saying hello to cows and sheep in the field and love it. Having, cha- having chats with them. It's just uh, oh, it's crazy. Like what, what does be going on when you're out there on your own? You know, <laughs> you just so much stuff goes on in your head. But um, the lads have. The, the speaker hooked up to the bikes anyway so if we feel like we need music we'll oh, uh, blast the music out. on they'll yeah. blast it out they will and you know you've set yourself a, a high enough target but donations are yeah. flying in already to the GoFundMe which yeah. must be really encouraging and a good motivator as well yeah so like, I, I put a target up of 25,000 I think we're on around four it's close to 4,000 yeah. now I think which is amazing Um but look, yeah, look, if there's people out there and if, if, if they'd like to donate, it'd be really, really appreciated. Um, Made with Rescue and SOSA are two voluntary organisations. So, you know, they really rely on, on donations. Um, they're not government funded or anything. So, yeah, it'd be amazing if, if people could donate. Yeah, anything at all would be so, so appreciated. Yeah. And, you know, for anyone listening in, right, who might be experiencing or might be in the headspace maybe that you were, you know, uh, before you reached out for, for help and advice and support, what is there anything that you'd like to say to them, Dave? Yeah, like, uh, as I said, like, when you're feeling like that, when you're in the depths of depression and anxiety and you feel like the world's against you, um, you, you feel like you can't get out of that hole, um, I just trust me you can there is a way out you know there is if you just put things into place and just talk to somebody um, you, you will get a little bit more light on, on how to get out of, of, of that area that you're in you know um, but there, are, there, always, there always is a way out I think there is there definitely is and Dave yeah. I want to thank you so so much for sharing your story such an oh, inspiring you, person that you are it's been lovely lovely having you and I have no doubt you're going to do so well complete the challenge we're going to be <laughs> with you as well every step of the yeah. way we're going to be following the progress and I hope as well that we'll be talking to you again once you reach Donegal uh, yeah, but, for, but for now thank you so so much for joining me oh, thank you I really appreciate it isn't he brilliant? Absolutely amazing. Dave's fundraising run from Navin to Donegal. That's the GoFundMe, okay? Anything at all would be so appreciated. And just looking, I don't know exactly where he is, but he is headed towards Enniskillen. So he's doing fantastic uh, already on this. And also just to remind people, if anyone is affected by the issues that were discussed, one 800 901 909 or sosadireland.ie. The 11 to 1 Show. 
Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1916, American oil tycoon John D. Rockefeller becomes the world's first billionaire. And today is World Heart Day. It's part of an international campaign to spread awareness about heart disease and stroke prevention. It's the perfect day to quit smoking, get exercising and start eating healthily, all in the name of keeping your ticker in good working order and improving the health and well-being of people all over the world. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. You're listening to 11 to 1 with Sinead Brazel, Sam Smith. I'm not the only one. There's only a handful creeping in on 086-1800-658 for the Friday Floor Filler song. Look, we knew it was a long shot. The name of this now is a bit tricky. I can give you a little bit more of a clue, right? So the title is the opposite of girl. Or sorry. <laughs> I just gave it to you. It's not the opposite of girl. It is girl. <laughs> just giving it to you because I'm looking at it here oh my goodness me anyway right I've given you sort of sort of the title part of the title here it is in reverse again Okay, that's not the full title, okay? <laughs> We're going to be playing the Friday Floor Filler song. I can't say Brendan had it before I gave it away. Trisha had it as well. Joanne has it as well. Stragglers at the back. Last chance, 086-1800-658. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. We've just gotten another awesome collaboration. The Rolling Stones, Lady Gaga and Stevie Wonder have released their new collab, Sweet Sounds of Heaven. Here's a look. Halsey hasn't released new music in quite some time, but that's about to change. Halsey has teased her next music era in a new post. She says that the next chapter is called Revelation. Travis Kelsey has spoken for the first time on the New Heights podcast about Taylor Swift. Last week, most of us in Ireland would not have known who he was, but now since he's apparently dating Taylor Swift, now we do. Travis commented on Taylor being at the match. Well, Trav, um, how's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. You know, the friends and family. She looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in great light. And on top of that, the day went perfect for Chiefs fans, of course. We scripted it all, ladies and gentlemen. But um, <laughs> to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the high fives with mom, to see how, you know, Chiefs Kingdom was all excited that she was there, that is absolutely hysterical. It was definitely a game I'll remember, that's for damn sure. And then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. That's the buzz. I'm Max. The buzz.
Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Wow, I, I've even given you the title and <laughs> there's only one or two trickling in for the Friday Floor Filler song. Look, it was a bit harder this week, but it was in honour of Marco Driscoll, who is going to be leaving us today. Fionn, what was your Friday Floor Filler song? Our Friday Floor Filler this week is by Kungs versus Cooking on Three Burners and the song is called This Girl. Here it is. Oh, it's a great one. It is a great Friday Floor Filler song. We will be back with another Friday Floor Filler song next week. Now, if you're heading to the cinema and you're thinking, what's out? What will I go and see? Well, Niall O'Brien is going to be talking movies right after these. LMFM's Real Reviews, sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas. Enjoy a ticket to every movie with My OmniPass. For more information, log on to omniplex.ie forward slash join and enjoy the greatest blockbusters all the time at Omniplex, Deluxe Strahada, Dundalk and Balbriggan. Yes, it's Friday. We're talking movies. Niall O'Brien is on the line. How are you getting on, Niall? I'm doing very well. It's a nice bright day after the... The storms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Glad that's over. Absolutely. Uh, Now we are getting down to business and we have our competition. That's right. Our regular segment, Who's That Talking Now? Identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker and you will win a pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinema for the film of your choice. Yes, and they have some fantastic locations in the Northeast Omniplex Deluxe venue in Drogheda. They have one now in Scotch Hall as well. Shopping Centre, Omniplex Dundalk or Omniplex Balbriggan and there are some great films out right now. The best way to see them is on the big screen. For details, showtimes and booking, check out omniplex.ie. Haven't had my sneaky listen, but you know, I'm kind of fearful now because I gave away the Friday <laughs> floor filler song <laughs> you don't want to just give this one away no, <laughs> no you haven't it's going to so stay quiet know. yeah yeah um, <laughs> now it, it is always somebody connected to one of, or usually it's somebody connected to one of the things we're talking about I will also give the little clue he cannot say the word penguin oh he yeah he has played a magical superhero magician and uh, also a great detective and his name is quite hard to text so you know if, if you have a letter out here or there you'll be alright you're alright okay so who is this talking please boring I mean how are you going to make that go viral hmm? do a funny dance this is kind of viral mm-hmm. <laughs> he's great fun as well we'll just play that yes. again because it's a bit short hang on boring I mean how are you going to make that go viral hmm? do a funny dance this is kind of viral mm-hmm. <laughs> 086-1800-658 and I think Niall's clue kind of gave it away there anyway uh, so uh, before we move into chatting about stuff that's happening in the cinema we did lose an absolute icon of the cinema this week yeah this, the sad death was announced to Michael Gambon who passed away at the age of 82 he was born in Cabra in Dublin in 1940 and when he was six his father decided to move to London and uh, he apprenticed as a toolmaker, worked at that for a while. And then at the age of 24, talk about cheek, he wrote a letter to my, Michal McLeamore, Michael McLeamore at the Gate Theatre, and sent his CV about all of this great theatre career that he had in London, which was completely made up. Oh, I love and, it. <laughs> yeah. And he was <laughs> taken on and made his professional stage debut in the Gate Theatre in the production of Othello. People, I suppose, have, would best know him as the uh, second actor to play Albus Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies. He was one of those actors anytime I saw him in anything he never disappointed never. and he turned up a lot in TV and films and things like that so it's 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 sad to see him go but he is, if you get a chance to see any of his films you know that you're going to enjoy them because he is great and great fun apparently he loved to lie in interviews he told <laughs> 
because he used to get bored. <laughs> he would tell interviewers that he was in the Royal Ballet and had to leave because he fell off the stage into a drum. So, yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. And as you say, popped up in so many different things. And I mean, like, could play anything like, you know, even I, I remember being like so surprised seeing him bopping up in things like Lair Cake, you know, as this amazing great, gangster. Permatanned yeah. gangster in that. Yeah. Very good. Too. Absolutely brilliant. And he was able to do the accent so well as well. So he will be missed, that is for sure. But his legacy lives on in the amount of films and everything that he has made. It's absolutely amazing. So moving now to what's coming out in cinemas. And look, at this is no surprise. Hollywood are terrified of the robots. So what do they do? <laughs> they make a movie about it. <laughs> yes. So this is the creator. This is from writer-director Gareth Edwards, who directed the Godzilla, first Godzilla remake that came out a couple of years ago in Star Wars Rogue One. But he also directed a film. One of his first movies was called Monsters, which he essentially just went to South America and made and did all the effects himself for for no no money at all. And it is really good if you get a chance to see this. And this film is about a future war between the human race and, as you say, AI. Our main character is Joshua, played by John David Washington, who people might remember from Tenet. He's an ex-Special Forces agent. He's grieving over the disappearance of his wife, played by Gemma Chan. And he's recruited for one more mission, as they always are, Mm. because it is discovered that the creator of the, the uh, where the film gets its name or Normata which is the Nepalese for creator who is essentially the person who has created all the all of these AI these simulants they have also developed a mysterious weapon that has the power to end this war and mankind so Joshua and his team of operatives journey across enemy lines to the new Asian Republic where AI and humanity live in harmony and he's there to kill the creator and neutralize the weapon but when he gets there and this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer he discovers that this world-ending weapon that he's been told to destroy is AI in the form of a young child played by newcomer Madeline Yuna-Voyles. So we have a little clip here just to give you an idea. Shipley, it's Howell. Answer the phone. Shipley, I know you're there. Colonel. Taylor, where's Shipley? I'm with him right now. He's in in pretty bad shape. All right, listen to me. Did you locate the weapon? Yeah, it's here. I'm with it. (laughs) Describe it. It's a kid. It, it, it's a kid. They make it into some kind of kid. It, that, that's the weapon. What? Colonel, I can't reach you. You have to bring it to me. Do you understand? No, Shipley can't move. I mean, he's he's not looking good at all. Police are everywhere. I don't know how I'm getting out right now. I, I don't even have an extra strategy right now. Then you know what you have to do. Kill it. What? Look, Colonel, I... <laughs> how? <laughs> You're not going to want to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we're in this film, right? We're in we're in the future of Blade Runner and kind of cyberpunk cityscapes. But also, you've got these aliens, kind of space marines, you know, from the Aliens movie. Um, Star Wars, towering space stations. We heard, we heard one of them attack there that rained down destruction from the sky. But essentially, it's a very small story about a man and a child, or in this case, a robot child. Uh, it is stunning. The, the, the visuals in this film are absolutely stunning. Every week we say the best way to experience movies yep. is on the big screen. <laughs> and by golly, this one really proves us right. Um, as we heard kind of there, what happens, he discovers this weapon as a child. So the, the child also seems to know where his wife, who he believes is still alive, has been missing for years, uh, is. And they, they set off together on this breathtaking journey through 
this Republic of New Asia where humans and AIs live together. They travel from these vivid green rural farming villages that are tended to by robots to this neon industrial city. And I I was watching it and you know that these places aren't real. They were Mm. made in a computer, you know, Uh, but they are crafted so well and with such care and detail that you feel that it's real. You really do. It's the first time I've kind of seen a sci-fi thing in a long while where I kind of go, I really believe this world. This is a really well-imagined world, which is even the more surprising considering this film had a budget of 80 million and there are movies that come out (laughs) that cost three, four times more and look terrible. Yeah. And this film really makes you realise that there's no excuse for a bad blockbuster. And okay, maybe it doesn't quite hit the heights of the films that I mentioned that it, it inspires it, you know, like Blade Runner, like Aliens and things like that. There's there's a twist in the film where you can see it coming a mile away. Um, but, you know, that's a big ask for a movie. But it is so uplifting, I felt, I felt by the end of it. It's got this great relationship between John David Washington and Madeleine Una Boyles, who plays this AI called Alfie at the core. And with kid actors, kid actors, it can be such a roll of the dice whether yeah. or not they're good, especially when they're asked of so much. And she is asked of so much in this film. But it is amazing. You do not need artificial intelligence to tell you to go and see this film. But if you have any intelligence at all, you will make sure you do on the big screen. Fantastic. So that's the creator getting the thumbs up. Uh, now moving, and thanks be to God you don't have a clip from this. It's Saw, <laughs> the 10th edition of Saw. <laughs> yes, nearly 20 years after we first saw Carrie was taking a self-manicure just a little bit too far. <laughs> we get the 10th chapter in the book of Saw. So I have one question uh, Sinead, would you like to play a game? I really, do. I'm out of the game. I'm not playing. I want my mam. <laughs> okay. And look, to be honest with you, of all the Saw films, the game has not always been good. And the timeline has been very con- convoluted, more convoluted than a Christopher Nolan film. But I have to tell you, this 10th movie just might be the best in the series yet. Uh, it's set after the events of Saw 1 and just before Saw 2. And Tobin Bell returns as John Kramer, who's this former engineer we'd know who's turned the jigsaw killer. And in this film, he's learned that he has just months to live. And he meets a man who tells him about this radical new therapy in Mexico that could save his life. And he heads down to this remote uh, clinic and he meets do- uh, Dr. Cecilia Pedersen. Uh, and she claims that she has this radical new therapy that uh, would, ha- you know, it, it's dr- a drug cocktail and mm. experimental surgery that could save his life for the low, low price of $250,000. He undergoes the treatment and they tell him that he's in remission, but then he realizes that he's been duped and it's all been a con. And what, of course, they've, they have picked the wrong guy to con oh, because yeah. this guy is Jigsaw. So what does he do? He sets out punishing all of those responsible. Each of the medical staff that have given him false hope is going to be struck by one of his famous traps and they're going to be fighting for their lives. Limbs will be severed. Brains will be carved into sharpened, uh, with a sharpened scalp and blood, oceans and oceans of blood will flow. So there we go. You know, it's look, it's not reinventing the circular saw blade, this film. There are no mind-blowing revelations in this film, but there is such great fun to be had assuming you're into this sort of thing. And the reason I think this film is probably the best in the franchise is because it focuses more on Tobin Bell's performance as John Kramer. He gets to take centre stage. He's almost, although he's been pulling the strings in all the other films, he's been a peripheral character. Mm. I have to say, playing Jigsaw's new game was a hell of a lot more fun than I expected, given that it's number 10 in a series that is hit or miss as well. But if you like the Saw films, I think you really like this one. Okay, so it's out today, yeah? 
Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so in cinema, Saw 10, they're moving to streaming and I did see the trailer for this and this looks like just the sort of thing for people who don't like Saw to sit down <laughs> with the family and watch. It's the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. That's right. This week, Wes Anderson has four new short films that are ah, released over now. four days. Off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, adapted from Roald Dahl stories. And the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is the first that was released uh, a couple of days ago, and it is the longest at thirty-seven minutes. You can also watch The Swan and The Rat Catcher, which are out already, and then tomorrow, Poison is released. This stars Benedict Cumberbatch who plays Henry Sugar, who's a rich man who sets about to learn. He learns that a guru can see without using his eyes. Mm. So he decides he's going to get that skill. He's going to master that skill and use it to cheat at cards. Love it. We, we have a clip from the trailer here. Here it is. Good evening, Mr. Sugar. Said the man behind the desk whose job it was to never forget a face. Henry Sugar was 41 years old, unmarried and rich. Strange. The following is what Henry read in the Little Blue Exercise book. Gentlemen, I'm a man who can see without using his eyes. He saw it, I cried. He saw that trolley. This is absolutely unbelievable. I was flabbergasted. This is a terrific piece of information. This could change my life. An extraordinary thing happened. All at once, he sees through his own skin. Like an x-ray, only better, he sees everything. Henry was now almost certainly capable of making money faster than any other person in the entire world. Interesting. I mean, you had me in the opening notes. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Wes Anderson, Roald Dahl, yeah. you know, the cast that you've got involved there. It's guaranteed magic, really, isn't it? It is. And this is probably the most Wes Anderson-y thing that he's done. In a, you know, it has a lot in common, I guess, with his last two films, but it, he's notched it up. He's brought the symmetry. He's brought the whimsy in there. But it is also incredibly faithful to the source material, Roald Dahl's story. So much so that I would say there's no point calling it an adaptation. Yeah. You kind of heard there, you've got actors kind of going, I said, and then saying what the dialogue is. You know what I mean? And it has, like you say, a great cast. There are four narrators in this. Ray Fiennes is playing Roald Dahl at the very start. Then we have Ben, uh, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley and Benadryl Cumberbunt is in this as well as Henry Sugar. <laughs> and they each tell their story, you heard there, with the, with the fast-paced clip of a Victorian explorer presenting their discovery to, to a theatre of, of academics. It's hugely theatrical. It's almost like watching one of his stop-motion films and it makes no apologies for that. It doesn't attempt to be naturalistic. Mm. I had a great time with it. I'm really looking forward to seeing the remaining three short films in, the, in this series. Fantastic. Is that on Netflix, yeah? Netflix, Netflix. that's right, yeah. Uh, okay, so moving to TV movies for the weekend, TG Cahar, 9pm. Uh, it is the sequel to the fantastic Magnificent Seven, the less than magnificent film called Return of the Seven <laughs> from 1966. It's kind of more of the same. The big difference, I think, is Yul Brenner is back as Chris. Uh, he had a big fight with Steve McQueen on the, they didn't like each other, so he does not return. His character does, played by an actor called Robert Fuller, who I don't think I had ever seen in anything before. It's all right. It's, it's got good action, but it's not a patch on the first one. And then uh, tomorrow on BBC Two at 1.30 in the afternoon, 
Afternoon from 1963. Fantastic Sidney Poitier movie, Lilies of the Field. He plays a handyman who's traveling across America. He finds a group of nuns on a farm that's dilapidated. He oh, starts brilliant. about, yeah. it's so lovely. He starts about kind of doing odd jobs for them. They think he's been sent by God. He's not a believer, but it's just this relationship that he has with, especially with the mother superior is fantastic. And then Sunday on BBC Two at 11 p.m. from 2021, a lovely British movie called Ali and Ava. It's a real unconventional romance. You've got uh, these uh, characters, Ali and uh, uh, teacher Ava, who kind of, form this relationship they're kind of they're very lonely they're they're later in life do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um it's just set over a month so you gotta see you see really the start of this lovely uh, romance and then how kind of things you know they start to break down a little bit as as does sometimes with with uh, romances you know fantastic so, so that's bbc2 at 11 on sunday now they are all getting it but who was our lovely mystery voice this week uh it was broccoli crackerjack no no sorry i <laughs> Uh, it was Brandy Book Whippersnatch. <laughs> no, it was Bonaparte Crimpy Snatch. No, it was Benedict Cumberbatch. It was indeed. Niall O'Brien, thank you so much for Jam Packed Real, Real Reviews. We'll chat to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. The 11 to 1 show. Dermot Kennedy, don't forget me. He has joined the lineup for Ireland 100, an old song resung. It's a live concert that's going to be presented by RTE and South Wind Blows to mark 100 years of the Irish state. It is happening in the RDS on October 7th and it's going to commemorate the three performances 100 years from 1923 to 2023 through the lens of Irish culture. No better man to join that lineup. Now, just want to let you know, getting back to more local things, North East Business Awards includes a public vote where you can vote for your favourite business. Now, the closing date for this is next Wednesday. So if you think your favourite business deserves some more recognition, you can vote now at businessexcellenceawards.ie and also for more information, you can check out the Drogheda and District Chamber Facebook page. It's such a great awards every year and it's, you know, so important to support our local businesses here. So let's give them a little bit of extra love, businessexcellenceawards.ie. Now still to come, I have music from Paddy Casey and I have a winner for the Omniplex tickets. The 11 to 1 show. Special birthday request today for Philomena Carroll from Greenmount in Dunlear celebrating her 90th birthday. It's actually on Sunday the 1st of October and uh, have a wonderful day that's coming in from Margaret Hoy. Hope you have a fantastic day on Sunday and you get spoiled Philomena. This is for you. It's Paddy Casey with Livin' on 11 to 1. There's Paddy Casey with Livin'. I want to say congratulations, Matty Miles. You are in RD. You're going along to the Omniplex. Benedict Cumberbatch was, of course, our mystery voice for this week. Don't worry, Niall. We'll have more Omniplex tickets to give away next week. There's Blondie Heart of Glass. That is my lot for today and for this week. I want to say a big thank you to the guests and to you for your company. I'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Chat to you then. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring here for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.